Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How are you doing? Good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing excellent this Rocktober evening. We are we're in it, man. We are now. Or not really. I guess we're still early, but not quite midway. <clears throat> right. Into the month. Finally, I've gotten my uh, got my Halloween inspired drinkware out. I've got my new Dwight shirt wearing a pumpkin um, on his head. Halloween shirt. <laughs> so the shirt I got at Target it says it's a the uh, headshot of Dwight wearing the pumpkin. It says, I mean, the pumpkin should rot off and should rot off my head in a month or two, right? So I said it just because he couldn't get it. He got it on, but he couldn't get it off. It's kind of fun. Anyways, we're getting there. I'm very excited. We we went to our first pumpkin patch type thing. We uh, went to Gentry Farms, <laughs> pulled into a parking spot. I told Ruth, I said, I'd like to go to Gentrified Farms. <laughs> she goes, I think we're there. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay. Um, no, it was it was a good time. You know, It's very... Uh, I'm trying to describe the feeling. It's very small town, like turn of the century kind of uh, like games and like just aesthetic and atmosphere. Um, sprinkle with some Jesus and some um, and some freedom. Um, oh, uh, on the hayride, that's not where there was no hay involved, which was great. Um, we did see a baby cow starting to be born. So that's new. Um, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I like how when they were describing the history of the place that they were talking about this, like one house was dated back pre-Civil War and that after the Civil War, when the quote workers returned, I'm like, I was like, oh, that's what we're calling them. Okay. Okay. Workers. (laughs) Workers. <laughs> sure. Okay. They're omitting that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was like, gotcha, workers. Uh bless. Um, anyways, it was still a good time. Um everybody had fun. Grayson schooled me on almost every game we played. How however, so we talked about how the kids got Heelys and mm. they've gotten really good at it. We told Grace she wanted to wear hers. Because it wasn't the only place we were going. I said, okay. And both Ruth and I both said, grab another pair of shoes to take with you. Because you cannot wear them, you know, everywhere we go today. Right. Guess who decided not to hear that comment? And was wearing Heelys at a pumpkin patch. Where there was, yeah. So there's, I mean, she was walking through rocks, gravel, mud grass weed stuff i don't know i was like that cannot feel good on your feet but then again i can't wear those so i 
just would assume they heard. Right. She she trekked through and she would try and try and ride it on the grass. And I'm like, well, we should, you know, a for effort. But no, we it was great because it was very uh, festive. You know, just knowing that it's fall in 86 degree weather, but it's fall nonetheless. <laughs> so it was it was good times. It was good times. Um, speaking of fall, fall break for for uh, Metro Public Schools. So and uh, I guess for your daughter as well at her new school. Yes. So you know, everybody's out and you know. York's spending his most of his week with his mom, and I guess they're cleaning out one of the rooms. And then uh, if he actually gets it cleaned out and everything, then uh, she's going to buy him a TV to put in there. And he can put his Xbox in there and all that other stuff. That's cool. So, yeah, York's got uh, three new got two new friends. One of which is a girl, which is awesome. Um, last night he apparently f- uh, FaceTime with her, and they were showing each other's rooms. And then he actually. F- Pulled out his stuffed animals and actually got them out of the uh, of the bags they were in from the move. So mm-hmm. it's one way to get him to get stuff out of boxes from from moving. Um, yeah, I was like, it's a uh, Brennan and Frankie, and I thought Frankie was a dude, but apparently Frankie is a girl. I was like, you have a friend that's a girl? That's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, so and I guess they talked some more today, and I'm just. I'm so happy for him because, you know, most of his friends, like all of his, like his friend from kindergarten, first grade, um, end up switching schools. So his friend second through second and third grade, uh, well, second grade, his best friend, second grade moved away at the beginning, uh, second and third. Yeah. Moved away, um, after, after second grade. So, uh, to California. So the only way they've been talking is through Xbox or, you know, Facebook messenger or whatever. Yeah. So, and then his other friends are kind of the same way. So he did, he hasn't had any like physical friends here, (laughs) you know, that he can go and do stuff or hang out with or whatever. So this year he's already got like three or four friends and it's great. Um, I just happy because he has, people he can actually interact with that he sees every day. And uh, yeah, it's just good. And I know he's, I think he, you know, it's helping him, I think. So, yeah. And then Grayson's gone and lost another tooth. So that's four in three weeks, I believe now. So yeah, tooth fairy going broke. <laughs> tooth fairy right. going to take out a loan. Put out some IOUs. <laughs> yep. Good thing interest rates are low. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty eventful, not eventful week for us. Yeah. Um, speaking of fall break and kids, um, my daughter got all of her, all four of her wisdom teeth pulled Friday. Yeah. And um, she was primarily rested afterwards. You know, I sent her a text kind of late. In the evening to see how she was. Yeah. Um, you know, she slept mostly like when I when she responded, she said, I just woke up, used bathroom, about to go back to sleep, you know. But um she's just ready to eat regular food because she's been eating a lot of solids. Yeah. Not solids, but soft foods and yeah. um applesauce. Says it's kind of running through her. So I'm like, Well that's, that's kind of a good thing. Keep your system yeah. clean. 
Yep. <laughs> but um, that's basically what she's been going through. Perfect timing for fall break because then she wouldn't didn't have to go back to school this week. She just rest yep. as much as she needs, and then by the time it's over, she should be good. Good. Yeah, that's good to hear because that that's never. I mean that I still have flashbacks of of, uh, of when I had ours taken out, and it's or when I had mine taken out. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it was not. It was it was rough. <laughs> I was in my twenties when that happened, so. I had mine a lot later than than Kiowa, so yeah, yeah, more power to her because, oof. Yeah, I thought that was going to do it like a, you know one or two here and there, then yeah, and then you know I thought they split them up, but right, yeah, just took them all at once. It's like dang, yeah, man, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, before we get fully started on. Into everything before I forget to because I didn't write it down and I was getting ready to, but then we just kind of started, so I forgot. Um, this Thursday, uh, October 14th, also known to some, at least, in, well, to those at least in my family, it's known as my birthday. Um, Regal Cinemas, if you have any in your area, is doing a 35th anniversary screening of the 1980s classic movie Rad, the BMX racing movie that I absolutely grew up on and love. So the plan, because I usually don't care what we do, if we do anything mm-hmm. for my birthday this year, I'm like, I'm going to this. Anybody that would like to come join me <laughs> would be great, but I'm not going to force anybody to come. Right. Both kids want to go. I think it's just to go to the movies. I think Ruth wants to go just because everybody else is going, and it's my birthday. So, um, so yes, very excited. We're planning on going to that. Uh, it's only showing at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So, and I did get, uh, I did end up getting um, Bill Allen's book. Let's see if I can, uh, I'll post a picture because it's not showing up on our green screen. <laughs> Um, Bill Allen's book, My Rad Career. It was the 1980s Hollywood celebrities and the dawn of extreme sports. So it talks, uh, if you've listened to $2 Late Fees interview with Bill Allen, he talks about uh, a lot of what's in the book. And yeah, his career, him being, him living with George Clooney and how, you know, that whole thing, being best friends with uh, Miguel Ferrar. And Brandon Lee. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Can't wait. Um, so, yeah, that's Thursday. So, at least we know I'll have one thing to talk about next week. Other than the fact. File for family movie night. Exactly. And not to mention that uh, Hollywood Kills is also coming out Friday. So, I'm very Hollywood excited. Hollywood Kills? No, I said Halloween. Okay. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Which I ain't seen it yet. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't seen it yet, so I don't know. Um, but yes. And what was the third thing? There's like three things. I was like, man, I already got boom, 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 three in a row. I can't remember what the third one is now. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go see Lamb. I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna see Lamb A24 all over the place. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a weird one. I watched the trailer again. That's that's that's, that's a weird one. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like another Midsummer, where I'm like, I don't know if I like this, yeah. but I'm probably going to rewatch it again. Yeah, it's like um, accident. You know, you shouldn't be looking, but you slow down and you want to see what's going on. And yeah, I guess I'll watch this again. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I already know this is going to be weird, and I'm not sure if I really want to watch it, but at the same time, I'm like, I need to know. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to. <laughs> Got questions that need answers. And it's going to be slow and beautiful to look at. Yes. And I'm probably not going to quite understand it, but I'm sure going to do my best to try. Yeah. So that's my a look at my week ahead. Also, Ruth's birthday is the 13th, so her day's her birthday is before mine. So we have our trifecta week, you know, and. You know, my grandfather's birthday would have been the 12th. So had he still been living, he would be 95 this year. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so him, then Ruth, and then me. And then uh, my buddy Sarah's birthday is Saturday. To which she told me, do not get me anything. Jeff Hall, Jeff Hall, do not get me anything. Uh, three different text messages telling me not to get her anything. And stuff. I'm like, all right, I get it. I get it. I will not get I will not get I will not get you anything for your birthday. Yeah. So so what you gonna get her? Um I got her <laughs> so I got her something and I'll give it to her on my birthday. So I got her something for my birthday. There you go. How about loopholes? Yeah, yes. Always a loophole. <laughs> and you know, good people deserve good people deserve to be treated. So yeah. Especially those that are going through a lot. Um, anyways, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into our TV talk real quick. Yeah. If this wasn't the best, or at least in my opinion, one of the best what if episodes, it was the best way to end it. Let's put it that way. I, yeah. I liked how, I liked how it ended, but didn't really end. Yeah, and um. I learned that there was an episode that was left off. Oh, really? So, like, there's a couple of characters you see, or one character you see, and you wonder how they just pop up. It's because of one that they weren't able to finish. Oh. So it may pop up in the next season. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was good. I've been seeing all the memes where, like, um, Guardians of the Multiverse had 100% power. It's yeah. all of them together. And then they show Doctor Strange by himself, 99% power. <laughs> so, I mean, he basically carried oh, yeah. them, he yeah, swallowed a much. earth, dis- er, yeah. a universe destroying power bomb. Just like, yeah, cool. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but, right. um, but I enjoyed it. Like I knew, I knew one thing that was going to happen that happened and, um, wasn't surprised, but it was cool. Just bringing everybody, all of the, 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 the pieces together at the end and taking on the big bad. I I, I don't care who would, I, I know I understand that party Thor is not everyone's favorite character or even episode. I know it's a lot of people's that I've talked to that have watched it. It's not their favorite episode. Oh. I, however, is think it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I absolutely love party Thor. Mm-hmm. So when he's, Cause he's so dense in this and I love it. And so when he's trying to battle Ultron and he's got his, 
Hammer <laughs> shooting a lightning and shouting Viva Las Vegas. Yes. I dude, I about fell out. I was I said, This is amazing. I would watch an entire series in, in, animated or live action on yeah. just based on this Thor. Yeah. Like but, it'd be yeah. <clears throat> um then I like how he you know, it was a little foreshadowing. He's like well, I have a tendency to do this, and then he does the thing, and it's like, well, I warned you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I think for me, for as far as the series, um, I still like the Doctor Strange episode. What if he loses yeah. his heart instead of his hands? That's still yeah. kind of my my favorite because it was the most, I guess, emotional one, kind of dark. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. But um, but I like the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. I thought I they did it. great. Yeah, I'm ready for season two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. So many different ways they can go. Yeah. Well, you could switch it up. You could. And the fact that, uh, you know, uh, when uh, Peter Parker and them, you know, go and screw up the multiverse <laughs> here here in a few weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, Coming up. Was it November 9th? Yeah, like November 9th or something like that? It's uh, like the first or second week of November. We're getting close. Yeah. 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 Um, um, my planner with me. It's in my backpack. Um, but yeah, uh, that that'll open up all kinds of possibilities. So who knows? Maybe we will get Party Thor. We don't know. But yeah, I'm curious how they're going to do that. And my next question too: When they screw up the multiverse, does that mean that that the Watcher may make a live action appearance? I mean, technically, kind of did. Been, yeah, I mean. You know. Now but that, I mean, as far as that one watcher, yeah, wow. yeah, like an ominous type of deal. I mean, it could. And one thing I've hand, I, I've decided, you know, I'm sure everybody's probably see that that meme that's been floating around socials that says, okay, uh, let's say that Morgan Freeman, uh, so name somebody other than Morgan Freeman that you would want to narrate your life. Mm-hmm. I think I've decided Jeffrey Wright would be the one. Yeah. Because he, he, I mean, his voice is just so good. It's such just an, like, between when I watched What If and then, you know, in the new Bond, I'm yes. like, I'm like, seriously. He's, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. I mean, he's been a phenomenal actor for years. But just his elocution and just how he, just his voice is just so amazing. I'm like, yes, if I can't have Morgan Freeman, or Gilbert Gottfried, I would want Jeffrey Wright. Yes, I said Gilbert Gottfried because I'm funny, and I would want somebody that is equally hilarious and annoying like me to narrate my life. Right. But um, so next, Jeff went to <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> And then um, one thing learned that there was plans for Star-Lord T'Challa yes, animated series. I was like, man. Bruh. So, but that episode was his last, Chadwick yeah. Boseman's last performance as T'Challa. Yeah. Voice-wise. So. Even more reason for them now to make a party Thor series. Yeah, can't make I mean, a T'Challa one, you might as well. I mean, if you're already slating some more animated stuff, I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah, a T'Challa Star Lord would have a uh, series would have been interesting. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah, I dig it. 
I would dig it. Oh, so one thing I thought was really cool when I was we also went Halloween uh, costume shopping this week. And I did see f- yesterday I saw uh, all those only in kids size, which is fine. But I saw that uh, the Sam Wilson Captain America costume. I was like, yes, not just a Falcon one, but a Sam Wilson Captain America. I thought that was awesome. All I need is an adult size. All I need. I, I would have gotten it for you. I'd have worn it too. I would have been like, <laughs> you're an extra small, right? That's how we'll get that. I can just, just suck it in extra tight. Yeah. Just, there you go. There you go. I'll, just, I'll be cool with passing out. Yeah. <laughs> be worth I it. Can, I can hold it enough for a picture. I just, then about say, I just need it for a picture or two. Exactly. And after I let a breath out. Yeah, man. Disintegrates. <laughs> this one doesn't fit. Do you have something? <laughs> but yeah. I thought that was cool, too. But yes, I thought uh, as a whole, the series was great. I like some episodes I like more than others, but it seems like with the way they did the, you know, they ended the what if series, they've definitely made it seem possible that Black Widow could come back. You know, considering some, some things legally has been settled. Yes. And it's, it's really possible. (laughs) Which I, I'm, I'm a fan of. So yes. Hurry for that. Yes. Which just just like in comic books, no one is ever really dead. Nope, not at maybe all. For, maybe for a few story arcs, but they always find a way to come back, even if they so. look different. Yep, <laughs> right. exactly. So, um, but yeah, so it was really good. Uh, Titans has actually gotten it's coming back because it's about to wrap up. So they've got they've got to you know kind of get the ball moving on some things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they've, they did introduce Tim Drake, who also is the, I guess technically he's still the most recent Robin out of all the four or five that there have been. Um, and so they're slowly introducing him and kind of building him up, utilizing him, but not in any sort of costume, just knowing him as Tim Drake and, the fact he's kind of been stalking the Titans and has all these computers networking thing, which is great because he's kind of the tech Robin, like the one that's really good with tech. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then Wonder Girl still trying to find Nightwing and all them. Uh, Nightwing and company are still trying to take out Jason Todd and Scarecrow, who have now taken over Wayne Manor. Um, Bruce is nowhere to be found. He kind of torched some medieval castle and who knows where. And I don't know if he's trying to fake his own death or what. I, I don't know. It just seems like another day to ends in Y for Bruce Wayne to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just figured that's just something rich people do. So, yeah. You know, torture place they lived in that's made of pure stone. <laughs> so... I, I, yeah, I'm like, all right. So, whatever, bro. Um, but yeah, so that's starting to pick up. Um, Starfire finds out some secrets about her past that uh, she'd been lied to about from her parents. And her sister Blackfire has taken all her powers. And so they're now trying to figure out 
where she is and also yeah some other kind of non-spoilery or you know could be spoilery so um yeah but the fine is picked up and the action is kind of picked up so i think there's only one episode left i'm behind two i feel like two episodes of why the last man so i have nothing to report on that okay uh Mass Singer is picking up. It's another. We just finished uh, watching one episode tonight, and yeah, so I think we're finally caught up out of the four that are out right now for this season. So far, pretty good. Yeah, some great performances, some good costumes. One extremely creepy costume. Um, we'll just say there's a baby, and that's it. So okay. I made York. I made York watch it and. Because I needed him to have some nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, no, it's pretty good. It's fun times. I think that's all I've watched, man. Ruth yeah. has watched all of Squid Game now, and she says she needs somebody to talk to about it. So I told her to talk to you because I'd still have not continued watching that. So we're just kind of yeah. there. But, but yeah, um, apparently everybody's. Like, oh, we got caught up on Saturday Night Live ish ish some of it i still don't know i still think kim kardashian her monologue outfit it was her audition outfit for cats too you're just missing the cat cat face or was she there she just needed some makeup let's see (laughs) is she just needs some ears yeah some whiskers (laughs) um i don't know what that monologue was but it was trash i was like you're not funny dear sorry I watched I watched the clip of it. She's definitely just straight up reading it and just it's yeah. not her thing. No. But um, I still I'm like who was not available? Yeah. Like who could she not get to come back for like an eighth or ninth time? It's like that's when just, I saw that I'm like I don't even, I really don't watch it, but I was like yeah I'm really not <laughs> really not gonna watch it. But I just see that one clip. Like you have Kim Kardashian on West. Or Kim Kardashian now. Um, and you have Halsey. That's like such a weird combo. Like, who is this audience? You know, who's who's this for this week? <laughs> yeah. It's their filler episode. I guess. I don't know, because I'm like, I'm like, there is no way in hell Halsey's saying two words to her. <laughs> mm. I, don't I like Halsey. But. Yeah. It was, it was something. It was a weird outfit. And then Owen Wilson actually did really good. Well, and you know Luke, Luke and the other brother that's not an actor, um, mm-hmm. were both in the audience for that episode. It was pretty good. I, I, yeah, I'm glad it's back. I was kind of sad to see that Beck Bennett was no longer, no longer there. He left, but Arabales is still there. So sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, you got anything? Or are we ready? Um, well, I've been watching Walking Dead, and I believe tonight is okay. the mid-season finale already. Already, <laughs> it's only Two episode episodes. eight. Oh, that's it's like eight episodes in, and it's supposed to be a twenty-four episode season. So you cut it off half at eight for the mid-season. They, I feel like they've never had twenty-four episodes. It's always been sixteen. Has it? Okay. Except for the first season that was six, but. 
outside of that. Well, and then last season they had the extra. So, so technically these last two seasons will be the longest. Okay. And it's supposed to start back up in February to finish out, I believe, unless they creep in with another break. <laughs> so Probably. they're just trying to stretch out this last season as long I as guess they can. So. But for me, it's it's gotten better. Like okay. they're they're back to building up their world, the characters, the tense, the tension, and everything is on par. Like this this new showrunner's finally, they seem like she's in control now, okay. doing things. Yeah. So it's a lot better. Okay, so it's great. Been, it's been rough. It's been yes. a rough middle four or five seasons yeah. or eight. I ain't gonna, uh, bro. I'm not even gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, there's a reason why I still don't think I watched all the last season. Yeah, the last. I don't even know what season it is. All I can tell you is the last thing I remember is Negan got left tied to a tree. That's the last I remember. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was nine. Could have been mixed in there with ten. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> a lot I of things no are blur. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah. that's how I, I watch it, but I'm not watching it. <laughs> like, like, I'll, like I'll, I'll get caught up and watch it because, you know, I'm you know, at least try to eat up as much pop culture as possible, but I'm not actively trying to like waiting for it every week kind yeah. of fan. And I'm not like, I need to like, those are the people I seek out at conventions and stuff. But now if I happen to run into them on an airplane, you know, this just happens, but true. <laughs> right. Was, but of course that's not what I thought. I was like, Oh, Punisher. <laughs> um, all right, we ready? Yeah. All right, let's get into our future presentation. The movie I've been waiting for since pre-pandemic. Let's put it that way. Two weeks before theater shutdown, or two weeks after theater shutdown, was when... The latest James Bond movie, the 25th in the in the series, No Time to Die, was supposed to come out in April. It did not, because theater shut down. And I've been very, like, I've been like, all right, well, yeah, all this makes sense. But that was the one thing that I just had a hard time with, because I was so looking forward to it. And I was like, they've got to release it, you know, in streaming or something. Yeah, like I'll pay the twenty four, you know, the twenty or twenty five. To like, I'll gladly pay it. No. So then they push it back, and it was supposed to be, I think, Christmas last year. And then like, no, nah, we're gonna move it again. And then it was gonna be. Forgot when. Oh, then just went ahead and moved it to October. So they pushed it twice. So Christmas and then October this year. I'm like, oh my god. So finally, it came out. Finally. Finally. Friday, I wasn't able to go like I wanted to. Last night, I kind of was like, well, I think we're going to try and record tomorrow night. Crap, I've got to see this tonight. And I'm like freaking beat. 9.25 show. But I was there at 9.36. (laughs) But I was there at Oh, no, I missed a few commercials on, like, two previews. I think I'll be okay. Because um, I had the I had the option of 925 regular showing or 950 40X real 3D. I'm like, 
I don't feel like getting my ass kicked tonight and watch, trying to watch a movie. It'll yeah. definitely help me stay awake. But I just, no, I'm not. I'm already hurting all over the place. I don't need. I don't need to be getting my butt whipped as well. Yeah, you might have the Shang Chi experience I had. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm already picturing like just scenes from the trailer. I'm like, no, I know this will happen here. This will happen. No. I said, I'll just be late. I don't even care if I just miss the first couple of minutes. Yeah. It'll be fine. All I did was miss a couple of previews. Good. So I was very happy to be there. Um, me and about eight other people at a nine thirty at a nine twenty five showing on a Saturday night. Yeah. Sat at the very top in the middle. I didn't even have popcorn. I just had a drink and I was good. Um. Anyways, yes, I was very, very excited and very happy. So, uh, again, this is the twenty fifth. This is the last of the Daniel Craig series section era. I don't know, whatever you want to, however you want to divide it up between bonds. This is the last one in that storyline. We'll go with that. It's five picture series. Yes, the five five picture mini series series. Um, <laughs> no time to die is rated PG thirteen with a runtime of two hours forty three minutes. They tried to go Infinity War on this movie. And I'm like, bit of that. I, dude, I looked at that time. I go, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not going to be able to stay awake for this. <laughs> I'm like, and I went out to like, work. I was like, I was like, you got to. Why can't they like quantum and solace to this and make it like an hour and 45 minutes or something? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I was so mad, but so happy at the same time. I was just mad because I was already tired. It was late, but I also did not know why it needed to be two hours, and 43 minutes. Um, I digress. So. In this James Bond, uh, no time to die, of course, every time I say no time to die, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of short round from Temple of Doom. No time. No time for love. Dr. Jones. No time. Yeah. No time to die. Dr. <laughs> No time to die, Mr. Bond. <laughs> that might be where they pulled the title from. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Directed by... <laughs> Carrie Joji Fukunaga, written by Neil Purvis. The movie stars Daniel Craig as James Bond, Anna de Armas as Paloma, which I did not recognize her I from Knives Out. Yeah. Didn't either. She looked, she looked 15 years older. Yeah, I'm like, she looks, I like. I know I've seen her in something, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't recognize her until, I mean, I saw her name in the credits, but I didn't rec- like recognize yeah. her. Yeah, because that's like she was in this. I'm like, where? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freddie Mercury. I mean, Rami Malek as. I think it's supposed to be Lucifer. L y u t s i f e r. F e r. They just they just called him Saffin. So yeah. S a yeah, then Saffin. S a f i. So I could see why now. <laughs> <Six> <laughs> <tons>. <laughs> probably so uh, many 
so many B cut to that. <laughs> they cut it out. Well, we're not doing that. We'll just fix it. Uh, Leia Saidu as Madeline, who was from Spectre. Of course, a lot of this will hinge on whether or not you've seen the previous Bond film. Uh, Lashana Lynch as Nomi, also known as 007. Um, Ray Fiennes has reprised his role as M, Ben Wishaw as Q, uh, Naomi Harris as Moneypenny, Rory Kinnear as, or Kinnear as Tanner, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter, Billy Magnuson as Logan Ash. I love him so much. He's such a, oh, he plays such a douchebag so well. Like, he's, like, got that, he's got that, like, on lockdown. Yeah. So. Because he did that series with uh, Kristen Mullen in uh, on HBO Max that I was watching, where he was uh, basically doing mind implants, mm-hmm. so him and the other person like could see what each other were doing. Yeah. Anyways, he was in that series too, and then of course uh, Christoph Waltz uh, replies reprising his role as Blofeld. Um, Trying to see who else. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this movie pretty much doesn't pick up right away uh, after uh, where Spectre left off, but it does, you know, like a few, we'll say, we could say at least a few months or so after Spectre. Uh, I think the only one that's ever taken place right after the previous would be uh, Quantum of Solace taking place like pretty much right after uh, right after Casino Royale. So the one thing I've really enjoyed about the Craig series is that it's been essentially one storyline for mm-hmm. all five movies because there's no like just separate fill-in, separate story. It's all connected in some way. And I like that kind of linear storytelling from across five movies. I mean, it's like a comic book arc, really, in yeah. the sense that each story tells something different. And I just, yeah, it's one thing I really liked about this. And I kind of hope they do that with the next Bond uh, that going forward that they do that. Just pick kind of an overarching villain and then just have it set up for the big bad. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so Bond and Madeline are now, you know, Bond's retired. He, him and Madeline are having their their relationship, and they're just kind of, he's enjoying retirement. And she basically says he needs to go make peace with, with Vesper. So he goes to the graveside, you know, to try and kind of get some closure. Until boom, things happen. Bad guys ensue. Yes. He then thinks that Madeline is setting is setting uh, yeah, him up, and so he, there's that whole trust thing, and they're on the run, and till he, you know, has to say goodbye. Yeah. <clears throat> we later find out why that happened we also find out why madeline 
and this new villain know each other. There's a flashback scene at the beginning that kind of helps set that up, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool and how they did that. And just adding more layers into other character, like side characters, backstories kind of set, kind of helps set up what bonds about to go through. And I really liked how they did that. I thought that was really, really cool. I like how they did uh Saffin's mask and why he's wearing a mask. I thought that was pretty cool too. Cause it just adds just that extra layer of creep. Yeah. Factor. He's already creepy. as it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know what it is. You know, James Bond movies have this thing where they like people, at least definitely in the Daniel Craig run. All the villain, at least one villain has to have some sort of eye disfigurement. Disfigurement? Something like that. Yeah. Something's got to be wrong with their eye. Like either they got a scar, like a chief, or, you know, or they have to have like some weird like hair hair issue but at some point there's something on their head is disfigured or disformed or something yeah to kind of add the creep factor blowfeld freaking lost an eye or has a scar the dude in this movie has a has a robot eye i mean the camera yeah i'm like they do they like doing that you know doing things with the eyes in this movie the way that Star Wars movies like to do that with arms. Yeah. <laughs> it's their it's like their one thing. I'm like it just cracks me up. Like it because even uh can't think of Harvey and uh Bardem's character from uh from Skyfall. He had the whole jaw thing, you know, he took his jaw out pretty much. Yeah. And his face kind of drooped and everything. I was like, good breathe. Yeah, yeah. That, that was creepy. Always something. <laughs> yeah, yes. That was a little creepy. I'm like, no, nah, bro, put that back up. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro, nobody needs to see that. Come on. Come on. Yeah. But, I just have flashbacks. <laughs> right? This is like, uh, yeah, we could have been, we could have done without that. But yeah, it was just, it, it's like, there was always something, you know? <laughs> it just, um, but the eye stuff in this movie did not creep me out because it was, it's a robot eye. It's... Right. But yeah, so the they've apparently been developing this biohazard or this bioweapon that's basically a virus. You know, perfect timing for that not to come out in April of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably <laughs> smart on their part. Um, but basically, you know, by touch, if it's somebody you know, I was still kind of confused on that. If it's Somehow it's DNA based, and if it's yeah somebody that has your DNA or uh, something like that, it could like kill them. You, you want to time. take out a whole family if you engineer this weapon to a specific DNA type. Anybody in your DNA line pretty much dead from contact. As long as you don't touch them, it's cool. But yeah, once you touch them, yeah, that's it using nanobots. Yes, I'm like, oh, we're going back to that. All right, little little nanites going in there and. Screwing up the DNA chain. Yeah. Or a ladder, not not chain, ladder. It's a ladder chest. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, I'm like, okay, cool. Could see that. I'm not sure. 
like I'm trying to figure out how much I want to talk about like the villains motivate basically um Mr. White who's been in every Bond well every Bond uh Daniel Craig Bond film from the first one all the way up until uh Spectre basically kills Saffin's family Saffin seeks revenge and you know he's so kind of hurt by all that that he decides to since you know work on this weapon <laughs> so and that's how he's going to somehow get his revenge which seems a bit much to me I'm like okay you're going to kill that family and literally everybody else okay so you'll be by yourself pretty much like, you know it spreads like, like like someone we know from a from a series of what ifs right <laughs> right exactly <laughs> Oops, gonna wind up one way. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, Felix comes to Bond once he finds out about the weapon. And, oh, and this one doofus scientist, it's like a complete idiot, but yet at the same time is really smart. Yeah. But also trying not to pick sides because he's trying to stay alive. <laughs> Arabe's trying to get him because he's the one that could pretty much take care of this. And so they, uh, so Felix comes to Bond to try and help him get Bond to help him get the scientist. And so, uh, took a little negotiating. Well, Bond, yeah. Uh, part of it starts with the fact that Bond meets the new 007. Mm-hmm. To which he kind of, which he doesn't like. She's like, well, what do you think they were going to do? Retire the number? You know, like we keep, you know, it's business as usual. Right. So, no. So they, so he's like, you know, but he also recognizes how good she is, though, too. But obviously he's not going to admit it. And so he ended up talking to him. Has a few words, not about her, but about. Uh, some of the intel that he's found out and then you know agrees to help Felix and then we go on you know then we're off and yeah it's like overall the story's great like I think they did a great job I mean they obviously had plenty of time to work on it and right. especially had plenty of time to work on the editing yeah uh, I, I do wish it could be about 15 20 minutes shorter though yeah i mean there, there, there's there's some trimming it's, that they could have done because there's yeah. a lot there's, there's a lot of things you could take out that it wouldn't mess up it wouldn't the, but wouldn't mess up the continuity of things you know no. just yeah help the pacing a lot better because yes. i mean I, I dozed off a little bit not like i missed anything but i just felt my right. eyes getting heavy because it was late yeah so uh, I, I caught the 10 50 showing so you know the oof. movie didn't really start to like 11 10 or 11 15 right so um and then so interesting i went to mckay and i picked yeah. up specter because i saw it, yeah. it was like seven bucks i'm like all right cool but i never got to watch it nope. so that one and quantum Solace were the only two that i hadn't watched okay but you know i did correct that today and i went back and watched specter so at least okay. i have a better perspective of no time to die and um, which I wish I had seen it before because I would have had more 
I would have had more fun with the movie because most right. times like, man, you I don't would, know why this is happening. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, why is this happening? Why does that happen? Where she come from? Why is Bond with her? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but um, and so I was just like, ah, I like this, but I know there's a lot that I'm not getting because I didn't watch the last yeah. movie. And um, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, but yes, it could have been shorter. Yeah. And not because uh, you and I both saw it, like just because there's no reason a movie like this needs to be almost three hours. No, it's like you want to get two, through it. Two hours, two fifteen at best. Yeah. For for essentially an action movie, like even Avengers is long, but it never feels long. This one, true. This one had, I mean, this one it's pretty much nonstop from beginning to end, but. Yet there are times it does slow down, or you're like, "I was like, this is great, but man, aren't we over yet?" <laughs> like, and then yeah, it yeah. And like we watched Venom last week. It was yeah. a 97 minute long movie. Most comic book movies are like two hours or more, yeah. but for what they did in that, it worked. Yeah, you know, pacing just just went right through it. And then this one, yeah, like <clears throat> all the talking points, I was just like, man. I could do some use some more action here, or yeah. let's just go on to the next. But you know, that's just being tired, and you don't really need any slow points when you're tired. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, and I actually, uh, and I actually, uh, I mean, I nodded. I mean, a couple of times, like, nope, get up. Yeah, and, I was the same way. But I never fell asleep, and again, it's not because it's boring, just because you and I went saw late. Late showings, you know, years much later in the mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. This is the perfect, I thought it was the perfect way to end this, um, series of Craig films. Uh, just a great, yeah. I kind of wish it would have ended differently, but, uh, but yeah, but I get it. And yeah, it was done right. And I wish there would have been an end credit scene of something, but I don't know what I would have wanted though. But yeah, maybe, it's maybe like a montage or something. Something, yeah. That could, movie, yeah. yeah. That would be nice. But yeah, it was done well. Um, Daniel Craig, he, I think he's fairly underrated as an actual actor. Um, I. If you, he does a lot of acting without saying anything. Uh, like you could see, yes. Well, I mean, even still, you could just tell what he's going through without. It's a lot of repressed uh, emotion that's being shown. If yeah. that makes sense. Um, he's not going to let anybody know he's going through it, but you know he's going through it. Yeah. And. Obviously, he was amazing in Knives Out. If you have not seen Logan Lucky yet, he is freaking hilarious in that. And should definitely watch that. And then... Uh, who made that? I know Guy Ritchie produced it, but he didn't make hey, it. Logan uh, Lucky, that's what Adam Driver, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, about them robbing a, a, uh, robbing a NASCAR race. Yeah. Okay. I forgot he was also in uh, 
uh, in cold blood. Anyways, um, Matthew Vaughn, that's who I'm thinking of. He was in Layer Cake from, uh, which, God, how old is that? I'm trying to remember what year that came out, but it's, anyways, it's it was produced by Guy Ritchie and directed by Matthew Vaughn, who did, you know, the kick-ass movies and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2004. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he was great in that. Really liked it. Um, and then I did watch Archangel, but I didn't really care for that as much. He was in Munich. Um, infamous, not in Cold Blood. He was in Infamous, and then he was in Casino Royale. I forgot he was in that remake of the inv- of uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Nicole Kidman, and then in the Golden Compass with Nicole Kidman. Both, you know, those kind of a, a bit parts. But yeah, no, anyways, um, I did like it. I have a love-hate relationship with Cowboys and Aliens. Like, I like it, but I think it's more of a guilty pleasure-like, but it's not like when I want to watch all the time. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, I don't hate it. But anyways, Girls with Dragon Tattoo, yeah. I forgot he voiced one of the Stormtroopers in, in uh, Episode 8. Forgot about that. Yeah, and Logan Lucky. Great movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it wherever you can find it. But yeah, good stuff. Anyways, I thought his acting was great. I really like him. It's I like that he was it Skyfall? Where they're like he was too old, you know, they're like, Oh, he's too old for this now, you know, he's finally Yeah, he's lost his missed his shit. You wouldn't have noticed (laughs) it in this movie. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he was keeping up with the young kids just fine. I mean, even the last one, after watching that, I was like, yeah. shoot. Yeah. He's yeah. still got it. Okay, so now that you have seen Spectre, right? Yes. The scene, the car chase. Right <laughs> Batista? Batista, am I right? The first, most unbelievable first. thing in the entire movie was Batista was the fact that Batista could fit in the sports car so like that. Well, right before that a started. Hypercar, a hypercar. Name the sports car. A hypercar. So the thing is, I felt like Bond should have had a bigger head start because it would have mm-hmm. took him it took Batista a long time to get in that car. And the way he caught up with him, I'm like, come on now. He'd still be struggling getting into that car. I was like, I know exactly what Jeff's talking about now. I'm like, there's yeah. no way. It's like something like watching The Incredibles. It's like Mr. Incredible trying to drive a car. That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. And that's the what I'm saying. It's the, most, it's the most in, most unbelievable thing in that entire movie. The only way it would have been believable is if they gutted the whole car and had one seat in the middle in the back to make room for his legs. And it had suicide doors on it. And he's just sitting in the middle driving. That's the only way I'd believe it. It looks yeah. like a bear riding a, tar- a tricycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I did like how mm. he, his character never said a word to the end. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, mm. all right, it's cool. Um, but yeah, wa- going back and watching it filled in a lot of gaps for me that you know I would have better followed better if I had. Oh yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm laughing that entire that entire car chase. I'm like, this fool would have to like get Criscoed up just to get fit in that thing. Yes, that's your damn mind. Like there's, there are like little, there are cars that even I struggle. I'll, like I'm not, 
a very large person, five foot eight and a half. You know, even I'm hitting my head getting into cars trying to get in. Yeah. You mean to tell me that man, that big old dude is going to fit in that hypercar? Get the fuck out. I was, I was struggling with my Saturn I had. That's why I got an SUV. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is why The Rock drives trucks in the Fast and Furious movies. They they know he knows he knows his limits. Yeah, he's like No. But and then it was like John Cena in the last Fast movie like getting yeah. in that car. I'm like, come on. That dude, I did that too. I'm like, oh would you Batista just slide on into the sports car now? Oh, <laughs> see, okay. I would I would have said that too if I'd seen Spectre. <laughs> yep. I'm like, what is it with these wrestlers thinking they get fit into sports hypercars like this? Oh my god. Freaking hilarious. See the Rock at least knew. He's like, nah, nah man, I see Inspector. I'm not I'm not getting in that. Yeah, give me a truck. Yeah, give, give me a Humvee. <laughs> give me something a little more macho. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so off topic. Uh, but no. So basically, I don't even think I finished enough. Basically, yeah, the Bond with the help of his team, being, you know, Q and Q, the new 007, Money Penny, not you know all that. Help try and find Saffin, um, run into Madeline again. That gives help. Um, Bond and Blofeld are reunited, so have an interesting exchange. Yeah. So Blofeld was underused. Kind of hope he would have been would have been utilized better, but whatever. That's I think that's my one gripe. I want to blow Phil more in the movie. Yeah, I kind of think but, the new 007 could have been a little more because at one point she's just gone. Yeah, but I really liked her though. I, yes, I wanted yeah, more. I thought she was yeah. Like I'm like all right, I'm ready for a series of this. Yes, and then the Paloma character, I was like, she came in, did her thing, and then I'm like, one more of her. Yep, yep, indeed. Because so, she's pretty badass. Like I'm like. Yeah. He's like, only three weeks of training, huh? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, she might have only had three weeks of training and knew how to do all the rest of that. Yeah. So. It's uh, just like with Madeline. He was wanting to teach her how to shoot a gun. It's like, you didn't have to do that. She knows. She just don't like him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the one that plays the new 007, Lashana Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, for those that watched uh, Captain Marvel, she's the one that plays Maria Rambo. So she kind of helped give some uh, reference. Yeah, some reference, or or you're watching, you know, like where's she from? There you go. And uh, but yeah, no, she was pretty badass. I was uh, <laughs> like, all right, girl, get you. It was funny that one scene where she she took her wig off and Bob was like, yeah, that's not the first thing I thought you would have took off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I was like, oh, shoot, she's about to whoop his ass. The only time a woman takes off her wig. <laughs> like she's about business. Yep. Same for pleasure. It's all, yep. all business. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was hilarious, too. I'm like, it's like, oh, James. <laughs> oh, James. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. If, you, if you're a fan of the James Bond films, you'll love this one. Let's just yep. put it that way. It's the perfect end to the Daniel Craig soap opera storyline. And uh, has a nice little bow that is attached. 
or a doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's the name you're going to go with for your stuffed animal? Gotcha. Doo doo. Alrighty. French people. Go figure. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, I guess I'm next. Uh, I think York wants to watch it. But I'm like, bro, you got, I mean, we'll go fast and furious on this and we'll watch the previous four and get you there. Yeah. But first you want to watch the shining. So we're going to get through that first priorities. (laughs) Um, so something that, uh, so for this week's family movie night or trip to the movies, because I took York, uh, to see venom. My deal was I would take York to see venom. And I would take Grayson to see the Adams family too. So I lived up to mine into the deal. <laughs> and um, Tuesday, we went to the theater and we saw the Adams family too. <sighs> so this movie had four directors. Ooh, that's Anime. a good sign. It, 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 is, a, it is an yeah. animated film, so, yeah. you know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they made it during quarantine. So, uh, Greg Tiernan, Conrad uh, Vernon, Laura Brousseau, and Kevin Pavlovic. Response. <laughs> um, all right. So, The Adams Family 2 basically is about the Adams that get tangled, or Adams fam- the Adams is. is get tangled up in more wacky adventures and find themselves involved in a hilarious run-ins with all sorts of unsuspecting characters. It is the sequel to the 2019 animated film, The Addams Family. So basically someone that has not seen this movie wrote this, <laughs> wrote this uh, summary. I mean, basically you can just take the more out and put that on the first one. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. All right, so the Adams Family 2, rated PG, one hour, 33 minutes long, sweet spot. Probably could have been, honestly, probably could have been a bit shorter. Um, So, uh, stars the voices of, returning voices of Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams, Charlize Theron as Morticia, Chloe Grace Moretz as Wednesday, and Javon uh, Walton as Pugsley. Nick Kroll as the voice of Uncle Fester. Snoop Dogg uh, as Cousin It. Bed Midler as Grandma. Oh, Conrad Vernon as Lurch. Uh, Bill Hader as Cyrus Strange. Wallace Shawn <laughs> as the inconceivable Mr. Mustella. And then Brian Sumner is Big Bad Ronnie. Uh, see if that's all the. Yep. All right. So what this movie really is about. <clears throat> I want to go ahead and tell you, if you're a parent and you have a child that does not know what a paternity test is, they're about to learn all about it in this movie. <laughs> The movie starts out at school science fair Wednesday. It has, does this experiment where she has a very smart 
uh, octopus that could do Rubik's cubes in like seconds. Mm-hmm. And then there's Uncle Fester that doesn't know what to do with the Rubik's cube, so he eats it. So she, her experiment is basically showing that she can uh, take the DNA from the octopus, do some sort of formula with it, and then, uh, you know, inject it into Uncle Fester or a patient, you know, person, and then it will make that person smarter for, you know, a certain amount of time, undisclosed amount of time. So, you know, and then Fest, you know, and then shows them, Fester does it, boom, he then can make the Rubik's Cube real quick, and then he eats it. Hmm. So he's not completely brain swapped, I guess you could say. He's just adjusting the D, you know, his DNA is just altered. I don't think any nanobots were involved in this, uh, <laughs> in this DNA altering <laughs> product. So, Cyrus Strange, who is more or less sponsoring the school science fair, uh, decides that uh, he wants to collaborate with Wednesday to make this, you know, to mass produce this thing. And she said, sorry, this is like a family recipe or family secret one. And so that gives him an idea. So Gomez knows is that Wednesday's kind of drifting apart, you know, not really wanting to spend much time with the family, just wanting to be by herself and everything. So he, you know, he's kind of worried about that. And then uh, someone comes to the door saying they believe uh, that there's a person in California that believes that that Wednesday Adams was switched at birth and that a they need a hair strand to perform a DNA test to basically rule it out. Gomez basically tells him to leave and shuts the door. Because um, even if there was even a small chance, he didn't want to take it. He decides, you know what we need to do to bring the family closer together? A vacation road trip. <clears throat> so they decide to go on a road trip. Through you know you know across the country to to see more you know the U.S. <clears throat> All while the <clears throat> while Sean's character and basically a Dave Bautista looking character, basically a big character that fits in a small car, yeah, <laughs> uh, chase after him. So of course Grayson's like, well, why are they chasing him? And I'm rolling my eyes going, shit, now I'm going to tell her how a DNA, what a DNA test is. They're chasing after him because they need a piece of Wednesday Adams' hair to run a test to find out whether or not Wednesday is um, Wednesday's daddy is actually his her daddy or somebody else's. And that's why. But I don't know why it's a part of this movie. <laughs> Okay. And then she was done. Yeah. But, you know, it got me thinking. I'm like, I just had to explain to a seven-year-old what a paternity test is. I mean, essentially a DNA test to rule out paternity in a kid's movie, an animated kid's movie. Why couldn't they just be like, hey, 
you know, Wednesday's getting older. You know, she's getting older, so she's not. She's wanting to spend less time with her family and more time either by herself or with her friends or whatever. Or she's starting to display normal human behavior. Yes. <laughs> Something. And then Gomez gets the idea, let's go take a road trip to help bring the family closer together. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Nope. I'm like, that. I, like there's no need for all of that. Because now I'm having to explain to a seven-year-old. Yeah. And granted, thankfully, she has not brought it up or asked me about it ever since. But still, it's not something every parent wants to discuss. It's, even if it just pertains to a movie. It's like, wait for a live action Adam's family for that nonsense to, you know, for older kids. Like, I just don't understand. I just don't. I just didn't understand why that was in this movie. Like, I didn't understand the need for it. It's just like such a weird topic to want to put into a kid's movie. And it just, I don't know, it kind of irked me for the rest. Like, I just, I was annoyed by it more than anything. Now, don't get me wrong, there were some humorous moments in it. They didn't, like, I don't know, they didn't try to beat a dead horse with that, but it still kept coming up because obviously the guys were chasing him. Right. Turns out Cyber Strange ended up. Um, fixing his computer to where it would to where it would show that yeah the DNA came back test came back that he's actually her father and all that but it's kind of yeah but meanwhile um, while they're on this road trip you know taking you know and going from set piece to set piece they you know encounter different events Wednesday Adams winds up in a beauty contest, so that's interesting. A beauty pageant. To kind of hide from the two goons chasing after him. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Um, Fester's starting to get octopus. Uh, his body's starting to turn into an octopus. First it starts with one tentacle for the longest time, and then a second tentacle. And then, yeah. By the end, yeah, he turns into like a dang kaiju. Dang. Which is funny, the kaiju fight's kind of funny. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's an okay movie. The kid, kids will like it. Kids will understand what's going on with the whole DNA test thing. But parents will be like, why is this in this movie? Like, right. even for somebody as open-minded as I am, I'm still like, okay, that's fine. However, but for a kid's movie... I don't think it needs to be. I don't think that needs to be the reason. That need to be the catalyst as to what's driving this film. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really care for the first one too much. I like the live. Act. I prefer the live action Adam's right. Family movies. But Grayson likes them, and that's all that really matters. So, anyways, <laughs> that's what I got. That's all I got for this week. It's all you, brother. <clears throat> all righty. So this this movie was suggested to me. So I finally decided to watch it. It is Respect, which is the Aretha Franklin movie. Yeah, I've been wanting to been curious about this one. So for me, this is a movie that could have used a lot of trimming because it's like okay. two hours and twenty five minutes. Oh wow! And I feel like it probably could have been less 
maybe just right at two or less than okay less than two um stars jennifer hudson well first of all this released august 13th of 2021 okay directed by i'm guessing it's pronounced lizelle tommy okay uh but starring jennifer hudson as aretha franklin yeah forrest whitaker plays her dad frank um plays her dad cl franklin uh marlon wayans pops up in this okay which let me get back to him <laughs> um audra mcdonald <laughs> plays uh barbara barbara franklin you got um uh, mark Marin, titus burgess and mary j blige so basically <clears throat> following the rise of aretha franklin's career from a child singing in her father's church's choir to her international stardom Respect is the remarkable true story of the music icon's journey to find her voice. Well, I don't have a lot to say about it because I'm, I'm not I'm not really like big on Rita Franklin and her music, yeah. so okay. I don't know a lot about her. But um, I do like you know like her big songs. I like yeah them. yeah yeah. So as far as that go, her music with Jennifer Hudson singing the songs course great because jennifer hudson can sing she's got a strong voice and all of the scenes featuring the creation of her music and everything that's all fine um it does well there force whitaker does well as you know he does just about everything <laughs> um but the acting as a, as a whole mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't that great kind of felt like a made for tv movie in a way oh yeah Especially Marlon Wayans' character. Um, it seemed like he was channeling Harry Lennox, the one who played um, the journal in Man mm-hmm. of Steel. Kind of like he was channeling his voice because that's how he sounded. Right. And um, it was just weird. Like, I just wasn't, I don't know. It just throwing me off. Um, okay. I mean, they do show her, like, younger days as a kid. You know, she's asleep, gets woken up by her father. Because everybody's, you know, he's having a party and everybody wants to hear her sing, so she sings. And the little girl that does the singing, if that's her singing, like, I, you know, she does well with that. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, they kind of fast track some things, like, um, you know, they show her as a kid, then they show her as an adult, and she's already got kids, but they don't go through how that happens. Um, but they kind of lean toward, you know, something happened to her as a kid, someone that was friends with her dad kind of did some in, inappropriate things with her and it kind of set her on a kind of a path of being kind of, you know, kind of loose with some things. And, um, but, uh, her dad was very controlling. Yeah. Didn't want her doing anything outside of his, I guess his, his, um, you know, basically he's placed her in a box and he doesn't want her doing anything outside of that. And so she's, you know, it's chronic, it shows that she's having trouble being a success at singing, like she has no problem with making some songs and releasing records, they're just not charting high, and she's wanting to make hits. And whatever her father's doing, it's not working. So that's where she meets uh, Marlon Wayans' character, <clears throat> Ted White, and he pretty much comes in, you know, kind of charms his way into her life, and he becomes her manager, which you know her father was against. And uh, but he does introduce her to some people and they make great music and that's what kind of starts off her early career and early success but it just kind of took me out of it with the acting it just wasn't i just wasn't really buying it (laughs) 
you know, um, uh, Jennifer Hudson. I'm not sure if acting is the strong, yeah. strong thing. I don't know. Like she hadn't gotten there yet. Like it's, it's decent. It's just I just didn't feel. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about Aretha, so I don't know how right. accurate her portrayal is uh, outside of the singing. Um, but, you know, if you're a fan of Aretha Franklin, her music, and you want to hear a song sung by Jennifer Hudson, you'll probably enjoy it. But as far as the the acting here, uh, Forrest Whitaker does his thing. Uh, Mary J. Blige has a little role at the beginning. But um, if they had made this like maybe an hour and 50 minutes or an hour and 45 minutes, mm-hmm. It probably would have been done well. I don't think it's like a theater, like go to box office type movie. It's more like a streaming yeah. service movie. Right. So, but it was just okay. <laughs> it was just okay. okay. If the acting had been a little better, I think I, I could have enjoyed it more along with the the, the music. Like the music kind of helps it. It saves it yeah. to, for me. And, um, but yeah, that. That's all I got to say about that. I said okay. more than I thought I was going to say. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. No, no. Right. It just has some weaknesses. Yeah. Um, also, I did watch the Dave Chappelle special. Oh, the new the, one? The closer. Yes. Okay. And all I'll say about that is he's funny, but he definitely steps on some toes. He toes the line, he crosses the line, he's just doing Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's so, kind of who he is. Yeah, and he's been doing it for I don't know how long, so it's just weird how people are being so offended by him. Cause been, it's nothing different. Than he, it's nothing different. It's nothing yeah. out of the norm, but it's just kind of showing how sensitive this world has become, <laughs> in a way. His first special is still his best, though. Yeah. That's not, like outside of this one, that first one's the only one I've watched. Oh, okay. So I've watched a couple. Yeah. But, but it's good. Yeah. My suggestion is watch it before you decide. Because a lot of commentary I've seen is just people hadn't even watched it, just kinda going on what everybody else oh, is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Getting but, outraged um, just to be outraged. Right. You know, just jumping on. You see people running, so you just run with them. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's it's good. Uh, the next movie I watched is on HBO Max it's called Voyagers, and it came out April 9th of this year. It's an hour and 48 minutes, so it's not too long. Okay. Uh, directed by Neil Berger, and it stars Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp, uh, Fionn Whitehead, <clears throat> Colin Farrell, Shante Adams, Isaac Hempstead Wright. And it's a couple others that I didn't I didn't really recognize. So it's a lot relative unknowns in this unless you watch it and you recognize them. All right. So basically, this is about an expedition to colonize a distant planet uh, descends into chaos as the young astronauts explore their primitive natures in this thriller. So. You have 30 young men and women that are sent into space in search of a new home. And the plan is to have not them, but their grandchildren be the ones to populate this new new uh, planet. Mm-hmm. So. Let's see. Um, Colin Farrell pretty much helped raise the kids and they, they kind of they, they basically isolate the kids so they didn't get used to Earth. So when they get into space, they don't have something to miss. 
and Colin Farrell plays Richard, he decides to go because he doesn't really have anything there. He doesn't feel like he has much to miss, and he wants to be there for the kids and help them adjust to what's going on. And a way to help them do that, they take a shot of this blue liquid that's basically Mm -hmm. a medication that keeps them docile to where they don't have the normal feelings that teenagers would have at that age. So, um, you know, they live a pretty relatively balanced life. You know, they have their meals. They have um, different things to kind of help them educate them on what they're going to do so they can teach their their kids and their kids can teach their kids because they're not going to be there. (laughs) You know, right. Um, So. Zach and Christopher kind of figure out what this blue liquid is for and they refuse to take it. And they start having, you know, normal teenage feelings. All right. Zach is starting to see the, the the girls on the ship a little differently. He's wanting to touch one. And, you know, he's going overboard. And Richard's trying to keep him kind of under control. And, you know, it's basically they're figuring out that this is something's not right here. They think Richard they think Richard's lying to them about something or he's keeping something from them. But um, they have a technical issue on the ship which Richard and Christopher go out to fix and an accident happens where Richard is lost. So now you got these young kids They're, I guess you say they're teens, like maybe 15, 16. And um, they're left defending for themselves. But now that um, Zach, now Zach's kind of become an influencer. So he's telling them, Hey, don't take the blue stuff because it's keeping us docile. We need to be who we need to be. But now everybody's just want, just getting kind of wild, crazy. And um, it kind of felt like the Lord of the Flies, but mm-hmm. in space. Okay. At one point. Um, let's see. So, yeah. So after so many days of not taking the blue, the blue liquid, that's when they started kind of getting more into their primal state of mind <laughs> where they're. Just basically being teenagers, yeah. you know, where medication was keeping them from doing that. And so the way they were going to be populating the world, they're supposed to have artificial insemination basically into the women. But now they're the, the fear was that they were just going to do it naturally and overpopulate and um, they'd run out of resources before they even got to the planet. That was the fear. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. And so. Not having that, and then, you know, of course, they get broken up into different factions and whatnot. So if you've seen Lord of Flies, it pretty much breaks down like that. It's just chaos. And um, so that's all I'll say about that. But it was was cool. It was cool. Um, Okay. I didn't know what to expect from it. I just saw it as a new edition on HBO Max, and I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And turned out that it was cool. It reminded me of Lord of Flies and... I haven't watched that in forever. I think we actually watched that in school <laughs> back in the day, which is yeah. in itself. But um, yeah, it was cool. Cool concept, putting it in space and all that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. All righty. Well, we've got trailers for all of you Resident Evil fans. Yes. Resident Evil Cohen. Welcome to Raccoon City. 
set in 1998, this origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion in the ill-fated Raccoon City. Set to come out November 24th. I'm a little worried about this. <laughs> Written and directed by Johannes Roberts. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this one. Yep. Starring Kea Scodelario as Claire Redfield. Robbie Amell from Aerofame uh, as Chris Redfield. Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine. Neil McDonough as William Birkin. Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. Donald Logue as Chief Brian Irons, and so on and so on and so on and so on. It's cool they got Jill Valentine in this. Yeah. And Donald Logue. I like Donald Logue. He's funny. Um, kind of a weird time to put that out, but I guess it'll be cross counter-programming to anything that's good. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't look like it's hot. I think the budget on it is like $40 million, which it's is not a, good. I mean, for a movie like this, you'd have to have at least at least 100 And it looks like they're combining the first two Resident Evil games, Resident Evil yeah. 1 and 2, because um, okay. they have, um, you know, Chris and Claire, and then I, th- I thought I could have swore I saw someone like, like Carlos from Resident Evil 2, but it might have been somebody else. That might have been the Leon Kennedy character. But um, I don't know if they if they stick more to the source material and yeah. present it well, because I think the last series of Resident Evil movies was just the director putting his wife or his girlfriend pretty in much. and just building the story around her. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and then they throw in something every once in a while. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I'm watching it either way, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, next is the. 355. When a top secret weapon falls into mercenary hands, a wildcard CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve it, while staying a step ahead of a mysterious woman who's tracking their every move. Coming to theaters uh, January 7th. Directed by Simon Kinberg, starring Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Diana Kruger, Penelope Cruz, Sebastian Stan, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Jason Wong, Bing Bing Fan, and yep, some others. So there you go. And then uh, coming to Netflix. Uh, Rocktober 27th is Hypnotic. Uh, A young woman seeking self-improvement enlists the help of a renowned hypnotherapist. But after a handful of intense sessions, she discovers unexpected and deadly consequences. Starring... Katie Seagal as Jen. Or sorry, Kate Siegel, not Katie Seagal. My bad. Kate Siegel as Jen. Jason O'Meara as Dr. Colin Mead. Dulé Hill as Rollins. And... Yeah, that's about it. 
And again, coming to Netflix, October 27th. And then lastly, put you back here, is uh, a new take on the story of Cyrano de Bergerac, just titled Cyrano. Uh, too self-conscious to woo Roxanne himself, wordsmith Cyrano de Bergerac helps young Christian nab her heart through love letters coming out christmas day directed by joe white starring Haley bennett as roxanne uh ben mendelson as de Gush, peter dinklage as cyrano i love it i love it i love it and then uh, kelvin harrison jr as christian bashir salahud salahuddin as labret yeah so look i think that'll be good i dig it instead of a long nose different (laughs) it's dwarfism instead so yeah but yeah i'm i'm down with it uh so yeah it looks like a christmas christmas movie in theaters hoping people check it out and you know, go see your Spider-Man, but yep. check this out, too. Don't forget it. Yep, yep, yep. That 355 movie looks like it's what that Charlie's Angel movie tried to be. Right. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Yeah. It's another attempt just to call it something else. Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. I think that's all I got. All right. This is another good week. We'll have another awesome week coming up next week. And we already talked. I mean, I've already mentioned what I'm going to watch this week. Yep. Um, we already know what our feature is going to be. Yep. Halloween yep. kills. Indeed. Yep. So that one might be one Kyle I want to see. So I may hold off until Saturday. Okay. Then again, just to be on the safe side, I might go Friday. There you go. True that. <laughs> I just never know. Nope. Never know. Yeah. All right, man. Well, here's hoping everybody has an amazing week, and uh, hopefully the weather's good, as our girl would say. Hopefully the weather's good in your neck of the woods, and it uh, stays that way. It's fall, y'all. Enjoy it, and have an awesome week. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.